All right, welcome back to the Find Your 20 Coaching Insights Show. I'm your host, Mark Sieberkrop, and if you're a business owner who's looking for more focus, more profits, and more time, then you've come to the right place because, as always, this is the show where I share top insights from recent coaching sessions with my clients to help you throw out the 80% that's holding you back so that you can build a business that you actually love owning and a lifestyle that you're excited about because both of those are important. But before we get started today, our featured resource is ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels is a, a funnel building software. It's uh, you know landing pages, opt-in pages, sales pages, order forms, all of those types of things. And it's what I use in my business to create nearly all the pages in my business. Now, I want to be clear, ClickFunnels is not for everyone. It's not for everyone. But if you're looking for an easy way to create create great looking pages, uh, to sell your products, to gather emails, to um, host things, then ClickFunnels is a great option to take a look at. And if you go to findyour20.com forward slash ClickFunnels trial, all one word, you can get a 14-day free trial. You can test it out, see if you like it, see if it's a good fit for you. I personally have been using it for years. I love it. Um, you know, like like any software, there's you know there's glitches every once in a while. It's not for everybody. Like I said, some people prefer other things, but for me, I can't imagine having my business without ClickFunnels. I, it, it looks good. I could do pretty much anything I want to do with it. And it just makes running a business so much easier. So again, if you're interested, um, if you are looking for something to build beautiful pages on, for your business, for your website, go to findyour20.com forward slash ClickFunnels trial. And that will give you a 14 day free trial to test it out test drive it, see if you like it, and go from there. And as always, you can see all of my recommended resources by going to findyour20.com forward slash my best resources. All right, so let's jump in today. I've got three tip, three things for you today. And the first one is, I've, I've heard this a few different times, and I had this conversation with a client last week, and it's interesting, it, this specific thing didn't come up, but it made me think of this. And I've heard many people talk about how relying on referrals in your business is dangerous, how, you know, you can't control it. You don't know when they're going to come in, you, you know, all of those types of things. And I have a client who has been relying on referrals for nearly 20 years in her business. Doesn't seem very dangerous to her. And, and I don't believe that relying on referrals is dangerous. Now, here's what I will say, relying or not having a plan to receive referrals is dangerous and you need to have a plan to do it, but relying on them isn't dangerous. A lot of people have built very successful businesses solely on referrals. And if you get consistent referrals, the only way those consistent referrals stop is if you stop being who you are. If you stop giving the type of service that you give, if you change your personality, if you know all of those types of things, as long as you're still that same person, you're going to continue to get those same results. But what I would recommend is that you make sure you have a process in place to ask for referrals, to seek referrals. Don't just expect that your audience is going to refer people to you. You need to be asking for referrals. And there's a few places that are really, really good to do this. The first time is when somebody begins working with you, when somebody starts working with you, they're the most excited they're ever going to be to work with you. They are super excited. They're reading everything that you've put out. They're watching all your videos. They're listening to all your podcast episodes. They're binging on your information. That's a great time to ask them for referrals. Another really good time to ask for referrals 
is anytime somebody shares great feedback. So if somebody comment or emails you or texts you or posts on social media and says, oh my gosh, I've had an amazing time working with so-and-so. It's just been great. I've, I've learned all these things. I've had these results. That's a great time to reach out and ask for referrals. Say, man, it's so great. I love working with you. Thank you so much for the kind words. Do you know anyone who is like you and could use some support that, that, would be bene- that this program would be beneficial or working with me would be beneficial or that I could help, that I could support? That's another great time. Another good time to ask for referrals is when somebody has finished a program or a service with you. So if they've finished up their coaching uh, package, you know, that they signed up with you, ask them if they know of anybody else. If they finish your program, have a way that you always ask them for referrals when they finish your program. When they leave your, uh, your business, you know, if it's a brick and mortar, ask them to invite their friends, ask them who they know that they could recommend. Uh, give them, you know, if it's a, I'm thinking of my like my in-laws restaurant, give them a coupon that they can give to their friend to invite their friend in. Uh, all of those types of places, all of those places are good times to ask for referrals. So relying on referrals itself is not dangerous. What is dangerous is assuming that referrals are going to come in. You want to have a system. You want to have a process for asking for the referrals. And then if you have that and you naturally get referrals, you'll get even more. And it'll be a great source of leads and great source of warm leads that are ready to work with you already. So make sure you have a process in place for referrals. It's a big, big benefit in your business. um, And it it really helps to solidify all the other prospecting that you're doing. All right. Number two, I had a conversation with a a potential client last week, and we were talking about um, an experience that they were having. And and I actually had this with a couple of clients. It comes up fairly often. This is this applies especially for coaches, but it actually applies really for everybody in business. And it's the fact that people are looking for you to be the leader. They're looking for you to tell them um, what the process is going to be. They're looking for you to um, hold them accountable, to uh, call them out when they need it. People want that. They want that help. That's what they're paying for. And sometimes what we find, and, and I've had this experience myself where I've had a client where um, things just kind of get away from you. And, and all of a sudden, like they're dictating what's happening. Like they're telling you when you're going to meet and they're saying, oh, this doesn't work for me. I can't do this time. And the key when you're, especially when you're coaching or consulting is you need to maintain that you're the leader in the relationship. And I'm not saying be a jerk. I'm not saying be mean, but you need to say, this is how things work. And this is why they work that way. This is really important because um, you're the expert you know what it takes to to accomplish whatever result you're getting for your clients. They don't know that. And so if you start letting them lead, letting them make the decisions as far as when you're going to meet, how often you're going to meet, how the calls are structured, like any of those types of things, then it's going to negate the results that you can get. So when you're there, when you're in that coaching interaction and in that consulting interaction, and really in any interaction, it's important to lay out and say, this is how this relationship is going to work. This is how this process works. And you need to adhere to that. And the reason you do that is because that allows you to dictate the results. It allows you to give the greatest possible opportunity for them to be successful because they need to follow your process. And sometimes in an effort to be kind, to be considerate, to be accommodating, we will give up that leadership role. 
and we will let them become the leader. And when you do that, it negates and it, it limits the amount of impact and influence you can have on that relationship as a coach, as a consultant, as uh, you know, their teacher in a course. So you need to make sure that you maintain that leadership role. And if you've slipped from that, I encourage you to reset expectations. The best time to set expectations is up front, right when they start, whether it's a coaching interaction, consulting, uh, when they first join a course, set the interact or set the expectations at that point. I can tell you, I recently uh, joined a new program and they did an amazing job at setting the expectations. They said, here's when you need to um, submit these things. Here's what you need to do for this. Here's when these calls are. Here's what we expect of you. And here's what you can expect of us. I think that's part of being a leader too, is saying you can expect me to do this, this, and this, whatever those things are. But it comes and it's important. And if you want to have the results that, that you desire to have for your, for your clients, you need to be the leader. They're coming to you because you're an expert. They're coming to you because you know something. So act like it. It's hard sometimes, like I said, sometimes we, we want to be accommodating and we can be accommodating and we can be understanding and we can be considerate, but we can do those things while also maintaining that leadership role. So make sure that you're being the leader with your clients. Number three, three, number three is make sure that you give crystal clear instructions. I, I listened to a training recently in that program that I just joined where they talked about executive communication. And one of the things they talked about is the importance of spending more time on the front end of, a, of a, uh, any, any type of communication, whether it's an email, uh, a post, a video, whatever it is, to make sure that the instructions that you give in that interaction are as clear as possible. Their goal is to negate and answer as many questions as possible beforehand so they don't have to answer them on the back end. Um, you know, so if you can be a little bit more clear, if you can be a little more specific um, on the front end, it saves you a lot of time on the back end. And going back to being the leader, it also helps people feel comfortable taking the next step because people don't like the unknown. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm trying to think of all the times there's, well, here's a great example. I, uh, and I'm not saying this was the, the company's fault, but this was the experience I had. Uh, my, my wife and I wanted to try out a new car wash, an automatic car wash in our in the town next to ours. And I'd put it off for a month or two. I'm like, man, that'd be fun. That I, I want to try that and see how it works. But I kept putting it off because I didn't know how the process worked. Like there was, there was like, there was two line, like two places where you could go in. Uh, there was a person standing there and it's like, I didn't know what was expected of me. I didn't know what they were going to say to me. And that type of hesitation led me to not go there for a couple months. Now, am I saying that that business did something wrong? No, not necessarily. They may have done everything they could and I was just being a goober. I don't know. But the point is when people are unsure, they're more likely to not take action. So the more crystal clear you can make your instructions, your invitations, your call to actions, the easier you're going to make it for your audience to say yes and to take that next step. Um, so an example of this, you know, if, if you're on a... Um, if you're on a sales page, you know, even something as small as, you know, like a lot of times we put on, put on a button, get started now or um, learn more or whatever else. And this is something that I'm realizing. We assume that people know that they need to click that button. But if we can say something as simple as click, click this button to get started, that takes away that uncertainty. Now they know exactly what to do. And the other thing is on those pages, you can, you know, things like 
and this is exactly why doing things like a walkthrough of your flight deck or your uh, dashboard or whatever you call it is a really good thing to do because it gives people that confidence. They know what happens next. They know um, where where to go, what to do, what it's going to feel like. What's you know, and so when when somebody joins and you have that welcome email. In, in your onboarding is a great place to do this too. Tell them exactly what's going to happen. Hey, you're getting this email today. Um, below, we have your um, your login information. We have uh, the schedule for your next call, and we have where to book your your first call with your coach or whatever it is. Um, tomorrow, we're going to share with you this, this, this. Um, you know, and, and laying out for them what the process is and doing that beforehand. Hey, when you click this, when you click the button below to sign up you're going to be taken to an order form. We're gonna ask you for a few pieces of information. We're gonna ask you for your first name, last name, email address, physical address, because sometimes we like sending you stuff, and your credit card information. And once you fill in all of that, you're gonna click the blue button at the bottom of the page, and that is going to submit your order. Once you've submitted your order, you will be taken to a landing page that allows you to, and if you go through and you give that type of instruction, there's less uncertainty, there's less unknown, and they're more likely to take action. I, there's a great quote. I can't remember who said it, but um, it's about teaching, but I think it applies here. Uh, the quote is, uh, your job is not to teach so that people understand. Your job is to teach so clearly that people cannot misunderstand. And that's a difficult thing to do. It's hard to be that specific, but the more you can do that, the more seamless your process will be for your potential clients, your clients, uh, your subscribers, whatever it is, be crystal clear in your instructions. People want to know what's going to happen next and they want to be led. They want to be told what to do. They want to be told what to expect because it takes away that uncertainty. So for today, we talked about how, how relying on referrals is dangerous as long as you have a system for it. We talked about being the leader in your interaction with your clients. And we also talked about having giving crystal clear instructions for your clients, for your prospects, so that they are comfortable in taking the step that you want them to take. I wanna thank you for listening. Thank you for being here today. If you haven't yet, make sure you grab a copy of my book, Find Your 20, by going to findyour20.com forward slash grab your copy, and I'll drop one in the mail to you ASAP, and it'll, it'll cost you, you know, you just cover the shipping and handling, which will cost less than if you bought the book on Amazon. So even though Amazon gives you free shipping, it's still cheaper to go to findyour20.com forward slash grab your copy to get your copy of my book, Find Your 20, today. And as always, please, please, please leave a rating and review for the podcast if you haven't yet. It makes a big difference in people finding the podcast and learning about it and deciding to listen so that they can get this information for them and their business as well. And until next time, get out there and chase your 20.